Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking about city elections with Bryn from the Progressives. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd you get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. All right, guys, it is episode 22, and uh, we are back. I am back. You are back. I missed I missed the last episode, which I was really, uh, really upset to miss that episode. because We love Matt, but we're glad you're back. Thank you, and we've kicked Matt out. Matt, uh, Matt had a little... Uh, Little family emergency to deal with, so he's uh, it's not he's a family emergency. Well, isn't he? He's building a lean-to shed thing. For yeah, his, but he needed his his, his toys his toys not to freeze. They're, they're, oh, in Tulamine. Yeah, yeah. There's one some, of my some favorite places and the best place for a realtor to take a vacation because you get no cell service there. Wait, who's that talking? <laughs> who's <laughs> whose voice is that? So, uh, welcome to the show, uh, Bryn. Uh, Bryn is running for city council. Uh, she is the president of the Hayak Festival Association, which, if you don't know, uh, handles the parade, uh, the Candidate Day fireworks, and uh, they are very involved in the show and shine. Um, which that was that was in trouble for a while, was it not? Yes, it was. We we weren't able to get permission uh, to have it down on Columbia Street, which uh, the car owners wanted down there. Yeah. We would, the Hayek Association would like it down there, so hopefully uh, that uh, will get resolved with city council. Huh. Maybe we'll have new is, people on it. Is it, ha- is it happening this year? It did. It already happened at the Justice Institute. Cool. Well, I, I derailed myself there. So just to, just to continue uh, with, with Bryn's uh, accolades, uh, she is also a realtor at Remax Advantage Realty. Uh, she's been a top producing agent with that office for a while. And uh, for you detectives out there, yes, that is the office that uh, myself, Matt and Jeremy work at. And this is probably a good time to say that, uh, you know, the point of these episodes that we're doing is to... Um, get everybody's voices heard, but we're not endorsing anybody. And even though we work in the same office, this is not, um, uh, the, the views of Bryn, uh, and opinions do not necessarily reflect the views of multiple offers. Um, and Bryn also lives in new West. She's been here for 17 years. She's heavily involved in the arts and also, uh, in volunteering around the community. Bryn Ward, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, and I, I must commend you that uh, you also were the winner, as I was, of the Community Spirit Award Oh yeah, we Max had, Advantage. Yeah, we had a tie, tie game. <laughs> I'm coming for the belt this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, Bryn, why don't... Oh, actually, before we start, I was going to ask you some real questions, but Jeremy has has some some quick ones for you to start oh, you sure. off. Sure, hard questions. Some really difficult questions. I'll put my thinking cap on. Let's get nuts. You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that. Neither do I. Wrong. National debt. Wrong. Wrong. Advocate. Wrong. With that money, Wrong. lost Wrong. Wrong. Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Okay, uh, paper or plastic? 
Paper. Paper. Okay. Um, Canadian or Kokanee? Beers? I don't drink beer. Okay. So. Um, Star Wars, Star Trek? Star Wars. I rocked the Princess Leia head uh, I could buns see, I could see for that. years. That's Jeff's thing. <laughs> I know. You're looking really pretty today, Jeff. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we all would need to feel like a princess sometimes. <laughs> so, um, okay. So city elections are coming up. And for those who don't know, uh, general voting day is October 20th uh, coming up. Bryn, uh, you are with the New West Progressives. Yes. And not a team. Not Yeah, we had not a little a conversation before the show started about the fact that uh, it's not a, uh, you, you guys are not a group. You are all individuals. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Can I, talk, um, I can talk a little bit about it too first. Okay. We were supposed to have a couple other your friends in the group, but scheduling didn't work. We're at your offices now. And we, we, were we, are, we are in the New West uh, Progressives office right now. Yeah, yeah, and we were hoping some of them would come in and we could have a party of five, but we do not have, we just have a party <laughs> of the one and the... Well, the three. Was that a reference to my acting days? Yeah, 90210 or Party of Five. Well, I lived in 90210. That was my zip code. But I was on Party of Five. But then my character killed myself. So it's a toss-up, but I'm going your, for Party of Five. Your character killed herself That's, on Party of Five? You're yeah. supposed to say spoiler alert, because no, now I'm not going to uh, That was season. quite a few years ago there, Jarber. Okay. I watched Party of Five. Hmm. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that. I totally didn't watch Party. I totally didn't lie to all my friends and <laughs> say that I was, wasn't watching Party of Five. In your mud mask and hair curlers, eating bonbons? I used to watch it with my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay, well, let's get into it. So, um, Bryn is here. Uh, Bryn, why are you running? What, uh, what motivated you to get started uh, to take a run at city council? Well... I never in a million years thought I would be a politician. Um, this year, I'm president of the Hayek Festival Association, so I deal with the city on many different levels. Um, also, as a realtor, uh, as you know, we deal with the city uh, regarding zoning and planning departments and what you can and cannot build on your lots. I was getting frustrated, I was complaining, and I decided, you know what, instead of doing all that, why don't I throw my hat into the ring and, and try to make New West a better place? Awesome. So we're going to get into three main topics here today. We're going to talk about housing affordability, uh, both from the homeowner's standpoint as well as from the renter's point of view. And then we're also going to talk about infrastructure. And I think it's important to note that the majority of our questions here, um, this is a two-part episode. We talked to the incumbents uh, last episode, um, and then we in invited the progressives on for, for this episode. Um, and we, we really polled the community to get these questions. Now, a lot of these questions came in very angry and aggressive, and a lot of them also crossed over similar themes. So we've tried to turn them into more constructive, uh, open-ended questions rather than, you know, what can you do about my specific problem More more open-ended. Um, but these, these questions for the most part are, are coming from listeners and from people in the community. Now, one question I have for you, Bryn, before we get into those three topics is housing affordability seems like it is one of the biggest talking points, um, of this election. It seems like what everybody is asking about, um, what do you have to say as far as people who would say, hey, you're a realtor. Why Realtors don't care about housing affordability. 
Right. Um, it's interesting because I've had a few people make comments on social media saying, well, isn't she a realtor? I'd never vote for her. And I and I don't quite grasp that because I think, you know, you're realtors as well. I think that we're very informed of uh, what buyers are able to afford and not afford. And, and, and it's just a job. It doesn't really affect me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not getting uh, suitcases full of money from any developers. Um, so, you know. Yeah. Excellent. So let's let's get into homeownership. So from a homeowner's perspective, um, affordability, uh, the the progressives, there is a 10 point uh, plan that has been put out. And I believe the very first talking point is on increasing home affordability. So what what can council do uh, for people who are buying to try and help with the rising costs of homeownership? Right. Um, I think that, unfortunately, a lot of buyers have been priced out of detached houses. So then the next step that they go to are townhomes. Uh, New West does not have a huge supply of townhouses. We are seeing more and more complexes in Queensboro. Um, so then, you know, what's remaining? Uh, the condos. There are not very many three-bedroom condos. So I think that the city uh, does have to... Um, put in guidelines to developers uh, for a certain amount of three-bedroom units. Developers like one- and two-bedroom units more because they make more money on those. And I know that uh, Mayor Cote was responsible for implementing that on one of the buildings on Carnarvon Street. Now, you you mentioned Queensboro, and I'm sure you get this as much as we do from a real estate perspective. It, It almost feels like to people moving to New West, like Queensboro is a different city yes. than, than New Westminster. And uh, can you speak to what you would do as far as bringing, making Queensboro more accessible and also kind of making it feel like more a part of the rest of the community? Right. Well, I mean, definitely when you, anytime you have to go over, over a bridge and uh, a uh, small, small, uh, not many lane bridge with traffic, um, it does make it you know, more of its own entity. Um, I definitely think that, that, um, we need to have more buses going there, the the pedestrian bridge going there. Um, I really believe strongly that we need to have a school bus for high school, uh, you know, students to be able to get to school safely. It would be great eventually to have, you know, a high school, of their own over there. We, we need to have more amenities over there. I mean, they do have the great um, Queensboro Community Center, um, but what about a, an ice rink or, um, you know, more more amenities for the, the community to use, more businesses like doctor's offices, uh, pharmacies, more retail. We do have Queensboro Landing um, there, which is great, but we need to expand on that. And also, make it more desirable for for the buyer. I mean, there's there is you know quite a bit of land over there to to develop. Um, a lot of people don't like living there or looking there. And I, I know as a realtor that nine times out of ten that uh, it's an area that my buyers won't consider. And again, that's because of the bridge. That's because of the open irrigation uh, ditches. Which you know, personally as a mother, uh, I I worry about the safety of that. Um, yeah, I definitely think it has potential. To try and incentivize the, the developers and things like that to add some of those amenities. Exactly. And, or at least contribute partially to them. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's one way that the city can, you know, 
get those amenities put in. It's it's uh, telling the developers, okay, you want to build here, you have got to put these amenities in, and if you don't, you will not get your occupancy permits, and you won't get your uh, bond back from the city. So while we're talking about developers, the mm-hmm. number one question that came up, submitted over and over again, was there were many promises made in certain planned communities, um, and the two that came up the most were uh, Queensboro and uh, Victoria Hill. Um, and what can be done on the city council's end to hold the developers accountable? The two things that really got brought up was Victoria Hill specifically speaking about there was supposed to be a lot of commercial space um, as well as uh, parking yes. being a problem. And then on the Queensboro end of things, uh, in a lot of those developments, uh, I can speak firsthand to Portage. You walked in and there were right on the walls designs of the approved uh, pedestrian crossing bridge uh, that, you know, they were basically sold a bridge that, <laughs> that never, never came to fruition. So what, if anything, can be done to improve that for the, the buyer and, and ho- making the developers accountable? Well, um as I mentioned, uh, you know, for future is not uh, not giving them the um, occupancy permits and keeping their bond. Um, but I also think that uh, for future there should be uh, there should be a timeline and there should be um, penalties to be paid that say go into a rent bank or go into you know a fund for future amenities. Um, I don't know why uh victoria hill would be greenlit to put in an additional building that was rentals when already you know there's no extra parking there Uh, i will tell clients you know if you have two cars and you're buying a place make sure you have two parking spots um so i i definitely think that you know a blind eye cannot be turned towards a promise that's given because of deep pockets okay and then uh, what about, and this came up a lot, I don't know if there's anything that can be done, um, but the OCP uh, has a lot of areas that are zoned for townhouses, and New West is very short of townhomes, uh, but a lot of them are on really busy streets, and um, is there anything that can be done to encourage more townhouse development, or, or alternates to, okay, you can either go from a condo or a house which your average family cannot afford? Right. Um, well, you could uh, more co-ops would be great. Uh, more row houses uh, like they have in Queensboro, Bearland Strata uh, properties would be fantastic. Yeah. So would that be a matter of just opening up zoning to that that stuff, or how how um, how would that be encouraged? Opening up zoning. Um, I know there's not a lot of land left, and if there's no land, <laughs> yeah, you know, you can approve anything you want to. It's it's not going to happen. And you know, people. I know that there was uh, quite an upset when Fifth uh, Street was was zoned townhomes. Um, you know, you you cannot take long-term residents of a a home or even, you know, short-term, they just bought the home and and say all of a sudden, okay, your zone townhomes, like, gotta go. Um, So there definitely has to be some specific plans in mind. Um, I know that the city with Queensboro, with their uh, women's um, modular housing um, development, that, uh, that the city 
had forgotten they owned that piece of land. So what other pieces of land does the city own? Well, and, and let's actually, it's interesting that you brought that up. Let's, let's take a slight detour because this doesn't apply to housing. It's a little off our topic, but um, I certainly see a lot of my clients on both sides of the fence of that issue. Um, that's a really contentious issue. So could you, mm-hmm. could you explain to the listeners what that issue is and what your stance is on it? Sure. Um, Units for uh, low-income, at-risk women um, and their children to reside in. Um, I think it's a very, very important uh, thing that needs to be done. Um, We do have quite a bit of, uh, you know, rehabilitation properties throughout New West. There's actually um, a few homes uh, right down the street from me, a stone stone throw away, that I, as a realtor and as a resident, never knew that they were um, houses for uh, people in recovery. Um, And I think it's a great idea. I think that the location uh, of what was chosen, and, and this is what I mentioned before, the lot that the city didn't realize they owned, it is right beside an elementary school. It is right beside the Queensboro Community Center and a mili- uh, middle school. And I can see the residents, you know, having having issue for that. Uh, on the other side of things, the children of the women that are going to be living in these units, it's a great opportunity for them to have, you know, a, a, a great community feel and be in, in safe schools. Um now, uh, there's also another side of that. Um, you know, on the other side of the bridge, there is not the amount of resources such as counseling, doctors, um, different, you know, government offices to, to help these women. So then transportation comes into it. Um, I've seen it many times where the city has had some time to discuss and talk to the experts uh, about things, get their recommendations, and then it's kind of a hurry up, we have to make a decision, and we just have to push this through. Um, I have seen where, on council right now, everybody's with the same political group, so, um, you know, sometimes uh, I, I think decisions are made prior to listening to the citizens' wants. It was a very contentious, hot topic, Um but I have said as well, I, I, you know, I come from that place. I have been in one of the recovery houses in, in New Westminster, and I'm proud of my recovery. And I think it's, uh, if done right, um, it's an excellent, excellent uh, service to our community. What? And I, I didn't know that you had been in uh, <laughs> uh, recovery. Do, That's something you, I advertise. But you know what? If yeah. I'm, if I'm gonna talk the talk and I'm going to walk the walk and yeah, be and you, a transparent. Yeah, you advocate for these services. And, and I for, advocate, absolutely. If you've been first-hand experiences, mm-hmm. um, what is it actually like in there? Like, are are there valid fears or, or is it... Just kind yeah. of fear-mongering, maybe? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and the one that I was in, it was a, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so I do know that... Uh, you know, people people are in pairs. They're buddies. There's yeah. pairs of three. There's a lot of eyes on you all of the time. You know, you're you're probably you're gonna get into a lot less trouble <laughs> than if you were on your own somewhere. So so for the the community of Queensboro um, that are you know they have every right to be concerned. I'm hoping that this will kind of ease their uh, their fears a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you for for sharing that, Bryn. Um, let, let's get back on track here. So if we're going to talk about uh, renters 
And um, I guess the biggest fear with renters are rental rates are increasing at a larger amount than they were previously. Um, I believe the intent of this is to help provide funds for landlords to maintain their property um, and then so that they won't go through with rent evictions. Um, do you think this is an effective tactic to reduce rent evictions and how would you handle it? Right. Well, I, I, you know, as I mentioned, I am now a renter after being a homeowner for more than 25 years and it, it's a very scary situation to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was up against 18 other people, uh, to get my rental. Um, so it's definitely that the, uh, the landlords are in the driver's seats. Um, I also think that uh, some suites that are not licensed or legal uh, should be grandfathered in once, once of course, meeting a, a safety check and, and the owners paying uh, the extra sewage and um, garbage fees for those. Um, I believe that uh, regarding rent evictions, I mean, it, there should, the, the people that are being uh, basically made to move um, you know, it's, it's one thing to say they get first right of refusal of the new building going in, but most of them can't afford that. I mean, you, you've lived in a building for years, your, your rent only increases a slight amount. And a lot of these people that are being displaced are seniors. So I think that, uh, the city has to also implement that the new developments going up, there's a certain amount of low income, uh, units in them as well as market value units in them. And, and what about the rent evictions that are happening on the single landlord level who, you know, you hear horror stories of, okay, well, I'm putting in hardwood floors, so out you go. Now I can charge my rent at a much higher rate to the new person coming in. How, how can we combat that? Right. Um, you know, the Residential Tenancy Board does a, does a pretty good job of regulating, but there's always people trying to get, a, get around uh, the rules. And I, I believe that if it's found out that the owners are you know, taking over the property just to raise the rent, not actually living there or, you know, certain things that uh, the landlords can be fined. Now, you know, I think that the easiest way for a landlord to get a tenant out is saying that they're that they're doing renovations. And I think that there has to be bigger penalties uh, to the landlords for doing that. They get caught kick, kicking somebody out. Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay, so one, one of the other things that... Um, really came up a ton was New West's growing population and how are we going to handle this from an infrastructure level? Uh, there was a lot of complaints about Royal specifically and traffic, um, but also just with essentially so much new population potentially coming in. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, what's the plan to handle those challenges? Well, right. Um, I definitely think there needs to be a better plan in place. Uh, the amenity centers that we currently have for our, our citizens uh, are in dire need of repair or replacement. The schools aren't big enough. You know, when I moved here, my daughter was two. Uh, there was supposed to be a new high school mm -hmm. by the time she went there. There's, you know, they've just uh, broken the ground. Um, I think that there needs to be better planning in place. Um, Canada Games Pool was built in 1974. Uh, the new high school, the new schools that are going in a lot of them are already getting uh, portable units because they're not big enough. I, th I think it was brilliant what Urban Academy did was that they're having, you know, their building made where a third floor can be added to it. 
Um, we need to look at the big picture, not just the short-term fix. I don't understand why we would put a temporary arenax and spend that money on that when we can, you know, possibly have the arenax at a, a location that already exists uh, and 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 put more money into developing something that's going to be able to house the amount of residents that are going to be here. Um, developers, all the developers putting in the buildings, they should have to put in certain amenities. They should have to save for, you know, for, for, for our environment, for put in electrical plugins. Yeah. yeah not necessarily just for, just for the development itself, but so yes. So yes. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. the high school is finally happening. Yes. And Canada Games Pool is finally happening. Is, uh, it, or is that not through officially yet? Where Where is that at? I, I don't know. Where they, I where don't are. believe it's I, a, officially approved. I know they're not coming. calling it CGP. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are we at the stage where they've said they want to redo it, but we don't necessarily know? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And one of, one of uh, my, my um, co-New West Progressive... Uh, council mates, uh, Paul, um, he has proposed and would really like to see a 10 lane competitive pool going in. Okay. Um, because first of all, that that's going to get, you know, a ton more users, competitive swimming, you know, revenues are in the millions of dollars, um, you know, but also not take away the, um, swimming lessons for, for, Kids and wasn't, and it, wasn't there use. the debate was over the lazy river, or some sort of amenity in the pool for children, I thought, or it was the swimming lanes. I, I think there, like there was, something there like was a debate one or about the, the water slide or or things right. like that. But again, that's not the best, the big picture. You know, let's let's uh, if we're gonna do it, let's do it right and let's tap into that uh, provincial and federal money that's sitting there. Have you guys thought about? I mean, talking about infrastructure and, and swimming. Maybe getting a beach down on the key or doing a couple lanes. Could we do some sort of, maybe there's some, some sort of a swimming arrangement that could happen down, down there. Right. I'm totally um, joking. Uh, <laughs> or unless no. unless there is a way to get a beach down there. Maybe, well, maybe there is. That is a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Thinking pure, outside the box here. Yeah. I mean, Pure Park, it's it's lovely. It was very expensive. But Hayek Festival Association puts on the fireworks and we could not have them set off over in that area because the park cannot afford uh, or hold the weight of that many people. So there's a weight. Huh? I didn't realize. Yeah. There's a, there's a, limit a weight limit. So again, when we're, when we're, I think better planning has to be done before we just jump in and start spending money on, on things that could be built so much better. Any more infrastructures? I might also had, one. You can go ahead. I can go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the Jeff and Bryn show. It's a, no, no, Jerry, you're allowed. Oh, I, this Jerry. is a reoccurring theme on the show, Bryn, is we I keep having story, to tell Jerry that he's, 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 it's his show. He's allowed to. <laughs> just sitting here, just doing the monkey on the buttons and the knobs here. I'll get my fan and grapes. Yeah. Feed ya. Um, there's a lot of development happening on the key. Thousands. Yes. Of units, I don't know the actual number, but there's ten there's thousand thousands. Units. I know that the, the big two towers are, are right. uh, there's seven hundred ish, and then you've got the River Sky development. People are complaining about parking. Um, maybe time anyone talked about in the group here, uh, the not a group um, about like permit parking, pay parking, any sort of plan for downtown. Do we need more parking? Do we need less parking? Oh, we need more parking, absolutely. No questions asked. And and the thing is, now that you're going to have all these residents also at the key, you you know, you have visitors coming from all over to, to see the keys. So um, 
again, I, I think that before a building is given the green light, there needs to be adequate enough uh, amounts of parking for the residents and guests of the residents. So, so what would you have to say? Because the, the flip side argument I've heard is um, the studies show people moving in are driving less and we don't actually need as much parking. As, is that like which comes first? We don't actually need parking, therefore we need less. We have less spots, or do we? Are people not driving because there aren't places to park? Well, uh, I'm under the, the yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, I'm under the mindset that um, the more parking, the better. I think that that's uh, a proven kind of point from what's been going on. Yes, more people do use transit, which is great for the economy. Um, but you know what? So the so the the builders, you know, don't feel that they have to put in uh, as many parking stalls as they've previously done. However, uh, the key is, is is kind of its own entity as well, where you have so many tourists coming down there and people shopping down there. So, so I would think have the builders be required to put the same amount of parking and have a separate, you know, public parking. Um, so if they're replacing a big parking lot with a building... Add some parking within the building. Exactly. Okay. What about the trucks? <laughs> oh, the trucks. <laughs> yes. What what what's your stance on on trucks and the amount of traffic coming through New West? Again, there's there's uh, no crystal ball and magical answer for that one. It's been going on for a very long time. Um, New West, it's it's a great loca- location because it's right in the middle of everything, but you're also going to have a lot of traffic moving through. Um, something that uh, Paul from New West Progressive had brought up was looking into the possibility of doing a, a tunnel, doing an underground tunnel down on Front Street. Again, this, this is all brand new. I, I don't know, you know, the cost of it. I don't know if it's feasible, but, but definitely looking outside the box for some more solutions. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming and doing this, Bryn. Just before we wrap up, um, you know, we've been focused mostly on housing. Um, is there anywhere that we haven't covered as far as the housing topic goes that you feel you can make a big impact in or specifically something you want to talk about that we, we didn't get to. Um, I, I definitely think there's other avenues that need to be explored regarding housing. Um, for example, uh, making a hotel tax mandatory, um, for in at the key. And uh, I believe there's one or two more hotels here where that, uh, money goes into, a rent bank. Um, we'd also brought up uh, in a newspaper article release regarding um, the city councilors who uh, decide not to run again or are not voted in again get uh, quite a large kind of severance pay. Where um, personally, I feel that um, you know it's it, it's a part time job and uh, you're doing it for the community, and that money could be better used towards the citizens for for putting it into a rent bank, um, Airbnbs, again, you know, having them pay this tax, uh, because they are taking away the, the rental from the residents. Um, so there's, uh, definitely different things. There's also, I, I'm not sure if I brought up about, there's a a complex in Whistler that was built for, um, the people that were working, that are working, uh, in Whistler because they couldn't afford to live there 
and work there. So um, it was a, a program brought in um, where they, at a reduced uh, rate, buy uh, a property. They are the owners. But when they go to sell, they sell it at the same price that they purchased it for. And then it would go up to market value, and the next person coming in would pay the higher price. But there's definitely some uh, some pretty interesting models out there that should be explored, and I think that we can make a dent in this, if not uh, solve the problem and the world's problems. Hmm. Excellent. Well, Bryn Ward, thank you for coming on the show. Again, uh, voting day is October 20th uh, coming up. Uh, if you guys out there want to get a hold of Bryn, what we will do is we'll put all of her info in the show notes, uh, as well as uh, Matt and Jeremy at the New West Guys, uh, their website, and uh, mine, Jeff McLennan at Real Estate New West as well. I just wanted to add in there, it's Bryn Ward, W-A-R-D. I, I don't think we use my last name. Oh, okay. If I did not, I apologize. But uh, is that the web- the website is dot. CA.com. I have my real estate one is well, that's the real, right. Okay. And we'll put that in the show notes too. So people can just click the link Perfect. if, uh, if they missed it. So, uh, once again, thank you very much. And, uh, next hope- week, do we have too early to say? We have no plan no. for next week. Next week, we have a cooking special, some of our favorite recipes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think we're going to get back to some real estate talk, uh, next week. We're going to maybe talk sales tactics. That could work. I've really enjoyed this, actually. I, th- I think Jeremy should be fired, and I'd be more than happy and to Bryn's, replace him. Bryn's moving in? <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have been looking for my replacement for a while. It just uh, hasn't worked out here. Got to step it up, man. Zero vacancy rate for this seat. <laughs> okay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. Thanks.